My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jessie. I'm Natalia. I'm Sky. And we have, for the first time ever on the Certified Nunas podcast, a special guest podcaster. Yay, give it up! Hello, K-Drama friends! This is Christina from Drama Current. We are now part of the Drama Current family. Yes, we are we are now bloggers. We now blog on the Drama Current website and we just wanted to, you know, have her on the podcast, give her a little intro and cuz since she's, you know, part of our extended family. So yeah, so we're going to be having like a little straight up interview for the first time on old uh certified Nuna. <laughs> Bear with us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it'll go fine. It'll go fine. It always does. Like, we have a good time here. And you know what else is a good time before we get started? Before um, we get started. Our coffee. We have, like, <laughs> incredible behind-the-scenes extra stuff over there on coffee.com slash certified Nunas. And if you want to come and support us, we would absolutely adore that. Christina or drama current or whatever your name is. I call her DC a lot because for a long time, that's just how I referred to her. I didn't know what her real name was. So it's DC, I call her that. Especially type. typing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So tell us who you are and what you do. Well, hi, Sky. Hello, certified newness. Um, well, who I am, I assume you're meaning in the blogger sphere and not IRL. It's very flexible in, yeah. in the internet world. It really is. I'm the founder, writer, whatever you want to call it, of Drama Current, which is a K-drama blog focused on news and building kind of a community within the K-drama watching fandom. We uh, have a lot of different parts of that that we try to service the community. We're, mm. you know, creating K-drama chats on Twitter and talking about dramas and also trying to keep people up to date on things like upcoming dramas and military enlistments, which is all very sad for all of us. So just any way that we can help the fandom to stay more informed and to mm connect with each other is is really our focus so it's your anniversary on your site so how has running your blog affected uh, how you interact with k-dramas in the k-drama community well actually it has really affected it i i first touched k-dramas i mostly stuck with things that were completed because i really you know didn't want to wait for an episode <laughs> but but nowadays i always try to watch things that are airing as they go because I want to be knowledgeable when I get to the K-drama chats or talk to people online that, you know, what's going on. I, I don't want to be missing out when they're dropping all the spoilers or, uh, you know, if they're grieving the loss of a favorite character, I have to console them properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it has changed things a lot. I definitely found that too. Like once I found How You Twitter, I started watching way more currently airing dramas mm. than I did before. It was the reason I wasn't on Twitter because I wasn't watching new stuff and I knew. I was mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, I was on Twitter, but not talking mm-hmm. about K-dramas yeah. to K-drama people. Speaking of this community that you've been, you know, with on Twitter, uh, the K-drama chats, which started last year. Where did you get the idea for those? We all love them. Oh, well, I'm so glad you love them. I certainly love hosting them and getting to interact with everyone. It's always so fun to me to see how they just 
start one place and go a totally different direction, usually ending somewhere in uh, a boys over flowers ranch or Color appreciation. Yes. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. As for where I got the idea, actually, I had never even participated in a chat, but I read somewhere that it was a great way to build community. And I was like, yeah. Okay, this this is a great idea. And so, yeah, we started, I think, last year in late September. Yeah, I'm, that feels yeah. that feels right. Yeah, and we had the first one, and it just turned into a complete love fest for K-drama fans. And yeah. we looked at each other and went, yeah, okay, yeah. let's do this next week. <laughs> <laughs> and so we did it October in the first Monday. Yep. And it just kept growing, and we're like, okay, let's do this every month, same time, same place. Yeah. Yeah, so if uh, if anyone out there is listening and is on Twitter but has never participated, you should come hang out with us on the first Monday of every month. We're always involved. We're obsessed. It's a really yeah. great way to find yeah. the community. And, like, it's yeah, super fun. Get out it's and super and fun. And it's all very positive. There's no, like, yeah. trolling or anything. Yeah. No. I, I'm going to ask Christina, like, a hard question. Does it stress you out at all during K Drama Chat the amount of notifications and replies and stuff yeah, that you probably you're like the leader of it? Because <laughs> like yeah. we know that we can kind of get inundated and it's like a thing. So <laughs> it's just like our little section, like not even anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'll give you a pro tip. There were some months there where I was just watching it, going, oh, I can't keep up. I'm like a half hour behind on all the questions. So I discovered this uh, website called Tweet Deck. And now I set up the hashtag KDrama Chat, my own ad account, and my notifications so that they're all in three different tabs. Ah, very nice. And I can just scroll and interact very, very quickly. So, yeah, that's that's the trick right there. I'm a multi-tab aholic if anyone has ever seen my computer screen, which they have. I have. I have. There's like five million tabs on there. (laughs) So so I do the tab thing, too unreal i do the tab but it's just like i think it's harder for me just being like a super introvert i'm not the type of person who's really good with like releasing stuff and not like worrying about it like sitting there for a while and you can't do that in the chats so like even if you're like super prepared you have to be like on it but like everybody's pretty nice so it's just like my own brain telling me random things it's a lot of fun once you get into it yeah i I think it gets my introverted side a bit as far as it's a lot of communication in a small period of time. Yeah, I do it all on my phone, so I just sort of, well, I just, you know, I just shit post anyway, so it doesn't, really, <laughs> it doesn't really bother me in any any sort of way. So you you had the helm of the certified news account last. Oh, week. that was that was actually stressful. I did not. Yeah. I, I felt like I had to be on my best behavior, and I'm like never on my best behavior. So. We try to cycle through, but it's, like, really hard. I did it the month before, and I was like, these are all people I actually don't talk to. <laughs> like, so, yeah. this is, like, very, very, like, stressful. I'm like, the weight of our entire, like, being is on my hands right now for this chat. <laughs> but we love them. I, was, I wasn't trying yeah. to, like, break the tone down. No, no, we do love them. We do it's love a lot them. of communication. Is sort, like, it's a two-hour thing. I don't think we said that. Two-ish mm-hmm. hours. I mean, it extends further, but yeah, as far as... When the questions are popping out, it's a two-hour thing. And it's really good yeah. for, like, new people on Twitter or new people on oh, yeah. gay Twitter to, like, meet people who like the same stuff and, like, want to chat about it. So, But really, it's also, yeah. like, a testament of things. If I saying that it's, you know, it's hard for me, but I still continue to do it. Yeah. Like, if you are in the same boat as me, just go ahead and do it. Like, we can, like, work through this together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like, like 
follow the hashtag and see what everyone else is saying. You know, drop your likes on things and, yeah. and stay quiet. That's yeah. totally cool, too. First couple it, of months, just, you could do that. It's a yeah. good opportunity to see what other people are saying. And to, I have so many mutuals that I found through Create yeah. on the Chat. Like, and I, I have to say that right. it did help me, like, get over my, oh, you shouldn't, you know, reply to tweets of people you never met. Now I'm just like... Pfft. <laughs> reply to everyone whatever like Definitely. And, and yeah it is lurkable like amanda said like as far oh, yeah. as if if you're new to the community and if if you're not really an extrovert or whatever and if you just want to mm-hmm. watch people and then drop likes or even oh this account seems like my type of stuff mm-hmm. like then follow that okay. account and then you can lurk on them for a while i mean it's it's, yeah. it's, you can do whatever you want with it essentially so yeah it's we, i mean it's done every month so there's a like a really great like kind of like grace period for you to be getting comfortable with it and like come in it at your own time and I think that's what's really cool about it it's not like it's just once and then you probably won't see it for another six months you kind of start to build your confidence a little bit more yeah sometimes like I you usually do like five questions I think five or six and yeah. sometimes I'll just skip the question because it's like I just don't have an answer for that so yeah eh, I'll just skip it but I'll read what other people are saying and yeah. maybe on their con you know stuff but you don't have to feel pressured to like oh my gosh oh, yeah. questions and i i've only watched two dramas so far so like i don't have answers for these okay so you, you don't, don't need you don't need answers for them no. just, and, and i think early on I, I did feel like i had to answer all the questions even if i didn't really have an answer and don't do that like it's more chill than that it's okay <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's not a test you're not getting graded so. <laughs> in the last couple of months i remember seeing somebody say like Basically, they were new to dramas. They didn't have answers for these questions, but they were just watching all the answers and like adding them all into their plan to watch list. Yeah, that's my probably like the like, good okay. and bad thing about it. <laughs> you're like your watch list will grow immensely. <laughs> so we're collaborating with you and Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. You better be listening to us right now. She usually is. I'm just calling her out because it'd be fun. How did we meet? And why did we decide to collaborate? So actually how we met goes back way back, uh, back to the beginnings of the blog. And I was just starting out and I actually discovered Wind in a K-Drama, the mm-hmm. blog. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. She's into K-dramas too. <laughs> and so I emailed you, Jesse, and mm-hmm. you emailed me back, which is amazing because I don't often get emails when I, you know, send it out into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> but you emailed me back and we started talking about how we love K-dramas and mm-hmm. just kind of encouraging each other. And then somebody tweeted out that they were looking for suggestions of who to follow on Twitter. And of course, I was already your fan at this point, Jesse. And I said, oh, we've got to follow Wine in a K-Drama. And I think after that, did you maybe tag the others? Yes, I did. Because I had already been like separately talking to everybody. And when you tagged me, I was like, oh, I should tag other people. I remember. I did. I remember when, when Jesse tagged me, I was like, oh, someone thinks that I'm like a worthy K-drama Twitter to follow. I did the same thing. Like, like, at this point, it was all just like, you know, you've you've seen what I posted. <laughs> well, you know, like, we, we shared our anime love and, like, we had yeah. the same, like, you know, history and stuff. And I was like, that's cool. And I had been talking to, like, Sky and Amanda for a while. And I was like, you know, I just, like, keep tagging people. And then that snowballed basically into this podcast so it's yeah. like not only did we meet 
<laughs> DC, but we also like became this podcast. It's a very mm. kind of weird but fun way of like coming together well and one of the things i loved about that initial thread was it just turned into such a love fest mm, as yeah. as we were going down everyone's like oh well you know we love you and oh i love her and here let's all talk and you know it was, it, really, it was, positive. It was really positive <laughs> and and that is one of the things i have found about everyone that i've met on mm. on the k-drama mm. twitter is just so positive and yeah kate K-drama Twitter is so nice. Um, it really like, it's just, is. It, there's, it's very rare that you you meet the same trolls that you get in other uh, Asian media-related. They pop up now Twitter. and then, but yeah. they're easy to ignore. You can they get are. You're just, like, you're just like, eh, soft walk, get out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're done. You're out. So why did we decide to collaborate? So that's how we met. Mm-hmm. How, how did it go from there? After the initial thread, we set up a chat and we kind of got to know each other better. And of course, I became very close friends with Sky. So that was funny. Like, that's a funny side story as far as <laughs> you do. Do you want to start telling that story at all? You Why know? not? It was months. Yeah, here. It, it was not an immediate thing. It was it was a, it was a little bit later. I don't remember when. I'm sure we could look it up somewhere, but. I think it was in January. So yeah, it was, it was later. Mm. Yeah. Well, of course, I had been following Sky on Twitter at this point for a long time, and particularly when a certain very dashing Astro Star um, was in My ID is Gangnam Beauty. When we were watching that together, uh, Sky had really promoted her her favorite star on that, and I had not been familiar with him at that point, and so I was like, "Well, really? Okay. Yeah, he is kind of cute. Oh." He's talented, too. Wow. Okay. So I, I just kind of watched for a while. I lurked. And then in January... Yeah, you lurked a lot. You didn't talk to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> you introduce her to the guy and she's gone. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Tale as old as time, that one. <laughs> so in January, I messaged Sky and I said, you know, I'd really love to know more about Astro. Can you fill me in? Oh, and Sky was like, crack knuckles, let's go. <laughs> Pulled out her binder, her organized binder of information. Like, <laughs> right. A few hours later. Oh, yeah, it, it really yeah. was. It was. We talked probably nonstop for four hours the first time. So... From my perspective, there was one instance where DC had tweeted about a cute Astro video and I had commented on it, but I'm very careful about not pushing. (laughs) I don't like pushing stuff onto people. So like, I'll be informative and I'll be encouraging and I leave it there. Like, I don't stand them. Like, I don't go that far because everyone has their own thing. I thought it was cool that she liked that and then I never... I noticed she never really said anything else about it. So I was like, okay, she liked that video and whatever. So then it was funny that when she DM'd me, I was like, oh, oh, she actually wanted... I felt really (laughs) bad that I hadn't in between been there for her because... That four-hour conversation, it's like, I schooled her really hard on, like, the mechanics of K-pop at the time. It's like, it was, like, on the cusp of an Astro comeback, too. So it was... It was all applicable at that moment. It wasn't, oh, let's just talk about theoretically how music shows work it was very much like this is what happens and i got into the nitty-gritty of the hard stuff with her and she she took it she she wanted to know so i mean that's well, kind of nice if you're getting into it mm-hmm. to have somebody come alongside you and say 
hey, you know, this is how this is how the K-pop fandom works. You need yeah. to know yeah. a few things so you don't like go out into the world looking like a noob all the time, you know. Save me from the embarrassment, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's be honest, even old-timey K-pop stands can embarrass themselves pretty easily. <laughs> so, myself included. So then I think pretty much there was an Astro comeback, and so I quickly introduced her to two other of my really good uh, Astro fan friends. Hi, Jane. I know I, Jane's actually going to listen to this, so. Hey, Jane! <laughs> so then we became really good friends. DC and I would stay up in the middle of the night to watch live Korean music shows as Astro would perform and stuff. So it was a big come together time. It was pretty fun. I don't think we missed any of the concerts for that first week. We were up at the craziest hour. Um, It was the first two weeks because I didn't know the first week was no voting for first win. It was the next week too. There were two weeks solid of no sleeping. It was bad. Oh, it was amazing. Fast forward. Then we ended up going to an Astro concert together. So we've interacted in person. She's actually the only one I've met in person so far. I will meet the other three later in August. Mm -hmm. When I got to talking with DC in person more, that's kind of when collaboration kind of started coming up a little bit. Well, and we were looking for a place to like do quizzes and stuff. Yeah. And like, we need a we need a website for that. Hmm. Drama Current has a website. Maybe <laughs> we should mix our our powers together. Yeah. Combine it to the ultimate conglomerate. Like our powers combined. <laughs> we are K Drama Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that DC was like a one woman show and I knew that she was gonna be getting busy. And so that became it was kind of it was something we discussed for quite a while to figure out. I assumed our needs were similar and all that, but it, it took a little bit to verify and then plan on what on earth we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and to make it make sure it was a mutually beneficial thing, right? Yeah. It wasn't just us glomming off of her or, <laughs> or like using us or, you know, it's, it's everybody's getting gay out of it it's all good do you have anything to say on that dc or since we're putting words in your mouth i guess (laughs) (laughs) not really anything to add so much as just really excited about about having a team because as you said i've been a one woman show with irl two jobs and a college education to work through getting the chance to have a support team is amazing so exciting what we can do now together we're together and we're stronger so how did you initially discover k-drama what got you into them? Okay, so going really, really far back, my dad served in South Korea right after the Korean War. And so he was 15 at the time that he enlisted. Crazy young. And of course, being this still a kid, he just looked at the whole uh, country with this sort of, you know, storybook view. And so he, he saw the people and he saw the way that they lived and he was just mesmerized by it. And so growing up, I heard his stories with that kind of reflection of, of the idealized South Korea. And I fell in love with it too and wondered what it was really like and who mm. the people really were. And so fast forward, you know, a couple of decades there. <laughs> 
and I, I'm a bit of a language enthusiast. I have studied many languages over the years, and of course, because of my dad, I wanted to learn Korean because he knew a couple words very badly, and <laughs> and so I was interested in it. And then I needed materials to be able to study, and mm. so I. Said, well, what do they have, you know, TV-wise, you know, you know, what what could that be? And so I discovered this really interesting weekly drama, and it was terrible. But I lucked out. <laughs> I lucked out because next thing, I actually met a uh, Korean friend at one of the uh, conferences that I was attending, and she said, okay. If you're if you want to do this, here's where you start. You need to start with my love from another star. And mm. I was like, oh, okay, no clue. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. And then I I was searching for it, and I happened to run into this this website called Vicky, and I was like, okay, there's like a lot of content on here. And mm. I pulled it up, and my little sci-fi heart went. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> My home. <laughs> One episode, and then I was totally, totally not, not present for the rest of the conference because I was <laughs> all night long watching the drama. <laughs> and then, of course, I was like, "Well, okay, what else is there?" And I found City Hunter and Faith, and you know, just it, it just snowballed into all these amazing K-dramas and I was actually sick at the time and so I watched oh my gosh hundreds of K-dramas in a row just <laughs> yeah totally totally lost it so that was your start into K-dramas what are the things that you love about them what got you hooked so so much first of all I love that it's a complete story you know you you know that you're going to get to see the end. Okay, well, most of the time, unless the network decides to completely freak out on a drama, you get to see the whole story. Which is way, and, way more rare than, like, American dramas. Like, networks yeah. freak out as often. The stress of watching American dramas is terrible. Every year, I'm like, will they cut it? Will they cut it? Yeah. So, yeah, just no stress. I just love that. Plus, I think that it's it's much more storybook in a way in that you know you get characters who are just really beautiful and you know they're kind to each other well okay except for the stereotypical horrible guy and the mother-in-law and the mother and the evil (laughs) mother-in-law but that's real storybook itself too eh? i mean also we have that in american shows exactly yeah yeah yeah, exactly. So a lot of Cinderella stories. And so it's just really great stories. But I also like the diversity in that you will get stories that are incredible action stories and you'll get dramas about, you know, sci-fi. It's very diverse horror stories. I mean, you name it, it's there. And so that's that's very cool as well. When when you're watching K-dramas, uh, what are your what are your favorite genres? 
Okay, well, I've said sci-fi several times, so yeah, it's it's sci-fi. I do love action. Uh, obviously, you heard me mention City Hunter. So any drama that's in that kind of category, Healer will forever be one of my ultimate faves. What are some of your favorite tropes or least favorite tropes? Okay, the favorite tropes, definitely going to have to go with the bromance mm. and the found family. Mm-hmm. You've noticed I have a theme. I love the feeling of support and community. And so that tends to be what I find in K-dramas as well. We're, we're a bit of a found family addict situation. Yeah, we love it. As well. So we yeah. all fit, we fit so nicely together. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much if I'm yeah. iffy on a drama and if someone says, but there's a really good found family. Yeah. Like, well, I got to watch it now. You're like, yeah. well, okay. I'm it could be like a, a super rom-commy watch. thing for me. And I'll be like, okay, I guess I'm watching now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I know. It could be I, well, the opposite even... genre of what you usually like. And it's like, oh, there's a great found family. Okay. Okay, Probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was looking through my list of, like, favorite K-dramas. And I was like, why is that one on the list? And then I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the found family in that. <laughs> yeah. Like, the drama itself is sort of like, eh, yeah. You know, the main lead love story, you're like, eh, eh. But the found family, you're like, oh, it's so good. That's where it's at. Do you have any least favorite ones? I hate the jerk boyfriend. This should not be a thing. They're abusive. They're controlling. No, that drama trope can die. It needs to die. So you mean like the main lead being? Right, that's right. Yeah, like the one that she dumps. Because like if it's the one that she dumps, I'm like, Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I hate when it's like a combo like they always do it where like it's the person that she's known forever and he's just trash and it's like yeah. that's the second lead and you're like why can't he just be like just a little bit annoyed that she's picking someone else over him why does it have to be full on this person that she obviously liked that means she's like been with that same kind of terrible person for her entire life and that's really sad and you're like oh gosh you need well, to get like, out of that no relationship. No reason you picked the other guy. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's a sundry character? Okay, I understand now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll never get why it is that they keep making her pick him. There's nothing appealing about this guy who's manipulative and no. No. It's not always that like yeah. trope where like the girl's supposed to like save the guy. And oh, make him sure. better. I mean, you see it in Western shows, too. It's like, it's yeah. like ignoring all over the board. But it's just like, no. Why does she have to be the one to do everything and suffer the abuse along the way? Part of that is women can sometimes convince ourselves that we can do that to men anyway. We don't yeah. need media helping us along yeah. to consider. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, I find, like, it's it's it might be a, an interesting, like, starting point for these sorts of discussions amongst people to be like, yeah, that may be, I don't really want to have that relationship. It seems yeah. like garbage. It would be sort of maybe a good talking point if, well, I don't, but if someone has children, but they're <laughs> like, hey, this isn't good. This yeah, is- see what this is? Yeah. 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 We've got yeah, a visual like, be like, don't be that guy. Don't be that yeah. girl. Like, it's not up to you to fix people. We talked a little bit about your astro love and how you found that. Is there any other K-pop groups that you like listening to or musical genres that you prefer? Well, basically everyone that Sky has introduced me to. That is not true. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can't. I wish I could remember the one that I tried last. I don't remember who it was, but they were too hard for you. So ah, you like soft pop. Stuff. You like it more boppy, that sort of stuff, eh? Uh, yeah. Okay, I admit it. I I do. Yeah. Although totally I don't judge. Really like so you know. Oh, you're I'm... liking ATs now? Oh, oh I love. Them. Did, did kind you of like getting? I, I couldn't tell that you liked them in the beginning, so. Are they growing on you? Uh, yeah, okay, they are. <laughs> but as far as other genres that you're really into, I was trying to remember, because didn't you get into Seventeen a little bit? Oh, yes. It's so wonderful. And I can see how, you know, them and Astro are kind of similar in some aspects. Like, yeah, I, I can yeah. see that. But I, I think you do tend to like to go towards lighter stuff, DC, as far as, because you had mentioned that your mom likes BTS and you really usually aren't into their harder stuff. You know, you you go for the probably more ballads and stuff like that, which BTS does some of. Yeah, that's that's probably my uh, classical music background showing Mm -hmm. a little bit. I tend to prefer things with uh, really strong melodies and vocals. So, yeah. That's that's probably why I really love Astro and really love Seventeen. You liked The Rose, didn't you? Yes. The Rose is good. When you say melodies and vocals, my heart wants to say, have you heard of Acmu? How do you feel about yeah. Acmu? Because I love, love Acmu in this. We love Acmu in this I house. think I introduced love. her to Acmu, didn't I? Yeah. Did, did yes. I, yes. I introduced my mom to Acmu, and she just, she just thinks that they're just incredible. Yeah, they're Ever. so good. My kids do not love my K-pop love, but they love Acme. Last time I hung out with DC in person, she was looking for more music to find. Have you oh. found music since then? Because you're kind of looking for some other groups at the time. I mean, this that was like what? If not, months. now that we know what you like, we'll be on the lookout. We can. And, and, and I wanted to throw like. that out there because she was she was kind of searching around for more melodic type of stuff. I can wholly <laughs> recommend Chen's album April and a Flower, which I just mm. listened to. It's incredible. Like literally, I have yet to meet Exo-chen. someone who listens to it. Yeah, Exochen. Uh, I have yet to hear anyone who listens to it and is like, eh. Like everyone who listens to it is like, Jesus, this man has the voice of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful. And you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Always let me know if you find something amazing. I'm open to suggestions. Okay. Okay. Oh, I even I even pressured her once upon a time to get a because she had the drama current pretty much business account she couldn't do a lot of k-pop fangirling she felt pretty limited in that aspect which totally makes sense i eventually was like maybe you should do your own like personal so you can do what you want she's there her secondary account as far as finding music and stuff so at only christina so i'm not going to visit the astro stuff too much because that's not what the podcast is about. But since we did go to the Astro concert together, how was your experience with that? Because it was your first K-pop concert. And was I a good concert buddy? <laughs> Ulterior <laughs> motives here. And like, I, didn't, I didn't write that question or anything at all. <laughs> Tell the world that... She just wants to know great. for the future. Will she will she be invited to, as a concert buddy ever again? <laughs> Questions and more. It was amazing, and Sky, of course, was an incredible K-pop Sunday, leading me <laughs> along the way. Yes, it was incredible. Just the energy of the place was unlike anything I'd seen or felt. Everyone was so excited and loud, very loud, not expecting that. I do recommend some sort of ear protection for anybody who cares to keep their hearing. You took earbud earplugs and you did not use them. 
yeah, well, okay. <laughs> but then you kind of miss out on some of the experience. <laughs> yeah, and getting to see some of the performances live, that was amazing. Just seeing how much connection the stars have with the audience. Some of the things, you know, maybe performances maybe weren't ones that I had seen before. And so that was exciting to see those for the first time. And of course, as always, Sky made it amazing. <laughs> I think the level of teeny bopper fangirling that was going on kind of surprised us. Like, we, we expected some of it. I go to a lot of concerts, but I usually don't end up in that type of a environment. And so when she's saying volume, it was the scream volume. Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah. See, it's so interesting because we're going to Monster X, and I don't know if it's going to be better or worse. It'll be louder by far. Yeah, I think it'll be definitely louder. So, but yeah, it was super fun. And I think the other really funny thing that happened was when Astro was doing their talkie times, they, they decided to really not use that much English themselves. They use a translator. And so that was, we cracked up a lot of that because they were being pretty silly with not being cool with the first translator. Like they were nice, but it was pretty funny. And, and it was really funny because of course, when they switched translators, there was a period of time where they didn't have one. So the guys were like trying to translate for each other. Which one, is mostly like, in Wu. Yeah. He's really <laughs> fluent, but as far as the topic of conversation, it was pretty much like the weather. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a topic, and they had gone out to a field the day before and taken pictures, and they were just all about Texas being big, and it was just kind of funny. To, uh, to bring it back to the world of television, uh, what's your favorite non-Asian TV show? Okay, this is a tough one because I'm a sci-fi girl, so I feel like I should say Doctor Who, but I also love found families, and so there's leverage, which I just Ooh, found so good, so good. And I just found out that there is a new K-drama remake version of that coming out. Oh. And I'm going crazy. Okay, that... let's, let's let's combine both sci-fi fantasy and found family. And I present Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. 100%. Or, or yes. Firefly. Mm. Firefly. Buffy's like the OG found family for, you know. Yeah. I know. I was just telling my daughter about it. I'm like, I can't believe we haven't watched this yet. So but good. you're 15, so, so I think good. it's time. Dark Matter. I love Dark Matter. And it got canceled eventually of course, of course. the sci-fi got, ones always get cut fast it got three seasons at least two i don't quite remember so do you like the librarians have you checked out the librarians i have checked out a few episodes and it was really fun so and yeah. then it gets better like you know you kind of have to get the introductory whatever but like as the team solidifies Mm-hmm. Of course, the guy that's from Leverage and in Librarians, I really like him because he's from Oklahoma and I thought he was pretty fun. And a cowboy art genius is just kind of hilarious to me. So that was always a big sell. If you could pick any book to turn into a drama, which one would you choose and why? Well, you know, it's kind of surprising to me that the uh, the story of Sherlock Holmes has not mm. been used as much in Korean dramas. I, I think we kind of got one that was similar in uh, Stranger. Uh, yeah. I think that's what they call it. Ghost Detective also tried to kind of give that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anything really that that pulled off that, I think it would fit very well with the, you know, cold and brooding 
Mm. Uh, male lead idea, but also um, don't know if either any of you have read any of the books by Laurie R. King, but she wrote a version of Sherlock Holmes, which focused on the female as as his equal in mm. being a sleuth. And so so any of those series would be very cool to see in the K-drama format. Mm. So you not only have the brooding lead, but also the female who can hold her own. There's like a, mm. a series of Sherlock Holmes books. I forget who they're by, but the first one's called The Study in Charlotte. I think they would make really good OCN dramas. They're a little... Uh, I think I've read that. Yeah, they're good books. There's like a, a series of... I forget who they're by at the moment, but yeah, Study in Charlotte. Do recommend if you like the Sherlock Holmes situation. Adding it. So, so it was the title of the one that you were mentioning dc the beekeeper's apprentice by laurie r king it's the story of sherlock holmes as an older man who meets a woman who is also just as brilliant as he is and they he kind of apprentices her hence the beekeeper's apprentice but she ends up becoming his equal in most of it my pre-k drama days have much higher reading numbers yep yep yeah. the year yeah. before i found k dramas so is there anything else you'd like to talk about or mm. yeah. well we do have a big announcement coming up uh next month in september for our k drama chat we're going to be celebrating our one-year anniversary which Woo-hoo. is very exciting and for one of our participants in the chat, Ooh. we will be giving away a signed CD by Ihongi. Whoa! Whoa! This is one of those things Crazy. that now we're working for you, we don't get. <sighs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild, though. That is a pretty great prize, going mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Maybe some impetus for people out there to come check out the K-Drama track. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You on Twitter, at Drama Current. And, you know, check out the dramacurrent.com website, yes. because there's other stuff mm-hmm. happening here. Yeah, we've been posting all a lot I, of things now. Y'all like variety. You're going to get some mood boards. That's all I got <laughs> little preview from all me plus the weekly pick of the week where we talk about our finds from that week mm-hmm. all yeah. our searching for the from the internet finding our favorite things related yeah. to k and k-pop so yeah if that's it's gonna be pretty great we got a lot of fun stuff coming up on the old drama current so yeah we'd like to thank christina from over at drama current for hanging out with us today on our podcast we hope that you enjoyed it and we enjoyed having you and we hope everyone out there enjoyed listening to it uh you can always listen to more of our episodes on podbean and you can check out some of our new writing posts on dramacurrent.com we're also on spotify itunes google play stitcher and youtube we're, we're everywhere you know just come, come <laughs> find us we're all on twitter at certified nunas and then you can check out at dramacurrent on twitter as well And we hope to see you at the next K-Drama Chat. All right. Have a great week. Bye. 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 Bye.